definitely that's where you are. Not just the frequency, but a family. 99.7 FM. revving up 18th day of uh, Christmas I'm ahead of time right 17th day of Christmas so let's take this from Kwampa get into our festive series and continue food safety. Joy 99.7 FM Welcome to Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM with me, Norte by Nature. Last week, we started our festive season series and we took a look at food safety. We're continuing that with Mr. Kofi Essel. He's the director of the Industrial Support Services uh, Directorate at the Food and Drugs Authority. Kofi is with us in the studio. Food safety. Last week, we talked about many things from the... Um, Source the 
processing, the packaging, and the handling of food that may compromise the safety of the food and increase the potential, the probability of foodborne diseases and complications. Kofi Esel is with us in the studio. If you have any questions, concerns ahead of this festive period where many, many, many prepackaged and other forms of food will be put on the market at your disposal. Share them with us, 055-1111-997. This is Ultimate Health on Joy, 99.7 Joy, FM. Joy, 99.7 FM. Uncle Kofi, Ni? Are, you, are you feeling the, the X, Xmas uh, buzz? In fact, I've seen uh, the fanciful lighting, mm-hmm. the Christmas trees, mm. and occasionally you tune into radio stations and you hear one or two... Mm. Uh, Christmas carols right. and as usual, but uh, I think uh, this week we'll see more, and then the, the atmosphere has also changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hamatan, the usual Hamatan, okay. uh, whether that is associated with uh, Christmas, right. I think the breeze is all indicative of the fact that, yes, okay. we are very close to... We can smell it. We can smell it. All right. <laughs> Hopefully we can all enjoy it. Uh, no, but see, safely. these days, the Christmas is not like our days. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born and bred at Abosokai. Oh. And so, typical gamble. So, so, by now, you'd have done your blue nyachu. You see it. With the palm fronts. With the palm fronts. But you don't see them these days. Uh-huh. You know, we will go look for palm fronts, cut them, and you see the boys in the area who have to build them. And there's a competition. Smile on your face. We, 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 we're calling your, your assistant Kobolo uh, days. But, but that was it, then. Eh? Oh, it was nice. Yeah. You know, it was nice. And I was telling my daughter the last time that I recall we go for parties mm-hmm. and a bottle of uh, Fanta will be shared among three kids. You have these cups and then mm-hmm. they pour them into these cups and they go around. You don't drink directly from the, from the, it's from the bottle. If you're not, if you're not rock, lucky, um, you have an older cousin or sibling uh-huh. holding the whole bottle, <laughs> responsible for distribution and allocation. You will get, yes. And they'll give you a little. A, a little of the, of the Fanta, uh-huh. you know. Right, and you're so happy. <laughs> But these days, they have all these drinks around yeah. and then they bring them all year round. Chicken yeah. is something that, Challenge. you know, and, and so, uh, so the euphoria. You're not I, getting it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's come, uh, cut to chase and come back to food safety. We said the series of uh, processes, uh, policies, laws that uh, guarantee the safety of food all the way from um, uh, the, the, the production site or farms, manufacturing sites and so on, it's handling, it's processing, and it's packaging. And we learned from you that at any stage of this spectrum, it is possible to uh, compromise the safety of the food and thereby food safety processes and food safety uh, encompasses all the processes, uh, laws, procedures, that secure or seek to guarantee the safety of the food. Am I right? Sure. Yeah. So we looked at some of the things that uh, logically are handled by other state structures and agencies. But coming back to what we discussed with you, last week a lot of people were calling in about um, uh, leftover food, managing food, and so on and so forth. We understood that we could introduce uh, pathogens and increase the likelihood or the potential of foodborne illnesses or diseases. So we talked about that. But today I want to move to the area of pre-packaged foods. Many of the stuff we see on our shelves are packed. They are packaged, all right? And um, my understanding from reading is that uh, even with packaging or pre-packaged food, there is the potential that food safety may be compromised. So yeah. let's talk about it. When we say pre-packaged food, what kind of things are we talking about, Uncle Kofi? Well, uh, thank you very much. And uh, once again, uh, let's say Merry Joy, Christmas in advance to viewers mm-hmm. online know that. Uh, when you talk about pre-packaged food, basically you're talking about food that is uh, packaged in a, in a container. Okay. Okay, with some minimum information mm-hmm. that either by law or by industry's own practice right. is supposed to inform consumers about what, how to use the product, what went in or what has gone into the product mm-hmm. uh, pro, uh, production, mm-hmm. how to you know prepare the product if it is a product has to be prepared again, okay. right? And all that. And so, 
uh, in a pre-packaged foods, you have foods that are, say, packaged in uh, laminated boxes mm -hmm. or paper laminates or cans mm -hmm. or glass bottles or plastics okay. and all that. Right. Okay. So all these foods that are contained in a, a form of uh, containment right. uh, will constitute uh, pre-packaged pre foods. Food. Some of them may be in the raw state. Mm -hmm. Some of them may be ready to eat. Mm -hmm. Some of them may be pre-prepared or okay. pre-cooked right. that you have to pre process further. Okay. Uh, some of them may come within a modified atmosphere, what we call the MAP packaging. Mm -hmm. All right, With a modified atmosphere uh, or modified atmospheric packaging, it is a way of preserving the food further or presenting it okay. uh, further. So if you take, a very, well, let me take a very common product people can associate with. Mm -hmm. uh, take Inkate Boga. Okay. For example, right. you see it, that puffy. Yeah. Okay, and you open it and there's a gas that comes out. You feel that puffy sound. So it's supposed to be puffed up? Yes. Okay. But you have some that may not be, uh, right. what, that may not have the okay. modified atmospheric packaging. Right. And so this one, you flash gas into it. Okay. Okay. And the gas... You know, because this spin out and it has oils and all that, it mm -hmm. may go around it. Mm -hmm. And so you flash an inert gas into it. That okay. is food safe. Right. All right. So the inert gas will not change uh, the, the, uh, the, the functionality. So it's serving a purpose. It serves a purpose. So right. all modified atmospheric packaged uh, foods, the gas that is used has a purpose. And okay. the idea is to preserve the food, extend the shelf right. life and all that, and preserve the crispiness or maybe prevent rancidity okay. or things of that nature. Right. So when we talk about pre-packaged foods, you are dealing with all these a foods. whole range of things. That, the whole range of products. And the whole and range of processes. Packaging. Right. And then they have gone through different sorts of uh, packages. Some okay. are ready to eat. Some uh, are fresh or raw. Mm. Some have to be prepared further because you okay. have been pre-prepared and all right. that. Okay. And they will always come with information on the packaging right okay so unlike gary that you're going to buy with olonka mm -hmm. once the gary goes into a form of a packaging mm -hmm. okay and it eases uh distribution right or transportation of the product and all that okay okay so beyond preservation it also helps with information it helps with uh, handling uh, and then transportation okay. and border view. Yeah. Right, great stuff. 21 minutes past the hour of two on Joy 99.7 FM. The program with me, Naughty by Nature, is Ultimate Health, your ultimate guide to healthy living. Listen every Sunday, 2.05. We bring all the issues, so long as they impact on your health, your well-being, uh, you know, your life. We will talk about them. Today we're doing that, continuing that with Kofi Esel. Uh, he's the uh, director at the Industrial Support Services Directorate of the Food and Drugs Authority. We're looking at food safety especially particularly and emphatically during this period where everything is out there everybody wants to sell what they've got they want to clear out their stores right what kind of things should you be looking out for what kind of um, uh, tips uh, telltale things would uh, uh, indicate if that food you're about to consume or even purchase is uh, compromised with regard to food safety uncle kofi just sharing with us that the food should be packaged there are different types of packages uh, there are different types of things that are done to the food in the package or added to the food in there to preserve it, to make it safe, to keep it fresh and in a particular state, right? He adds essentially also that food or prepackaged food must come with information, right? Either by law or by industry standard. You, the consumer, the, uh, what, uh, uh, what, the person who procures, uh, must be equipped and uh, provided with information. We'll go into the details of what should be on a label, uh, what kind of information, how should it be presented, and whether the lack of that information constitutes a challenge to food safety. You can share with us, 055 uh, and uh, shortly I'll activate the phone line. So, Uncle Kofi, food is packaged, right? Mm -hmm. Um there are different types of packaging. So you yep. just talked about Inkatia Boga. So if I buy cutting juice, it's also a sort of packaging. There are probably some processes that must have been undertaken to keep that juice uh, in a certain state, mm -hmm. right? You mentioned critically last week that no food is stable or sterile. There's always something going on with food, right? And we seek to control and manage those processes as we prepare and uh, process the food, mm -hmm. right? So as soon as you change the conditions, then those things become more active. Mm -hmm. All right. So packaged food, 
let's look at the information. What should I see on packaged food, right? Okay. And also, I want to understand if that information is not up to required standard, would that maybe flag the food, mm-hmm. right, as perhaps not safe? Okay. Right. All right. So first and foremost, uh, let us understand that the uh, the type of packaging that is selected for any particular food mm-hmm. uh, depends on a number of factors. Okay. Okay. The state of the food, the nature of the food, mm-hmm. uh, the presentation of the food will uh, make the manufacturer select a particular product, okay. a particular packaging uh, for that food. Right. Uh, why would you put beers? Not in Tetra Pak like boxes, okay. But we put them in glass bottles, okay. Yeah, traditions, things, right. and so all these things come into. But the most important thing is that the packaging material to serve the purpose of a barrier, mm-hmm. and that barrier is to prevent exchanges of gas. The packaging should be such that you're able to withstand uh, any pressure that is put on it, okay, to preserve the food, right? So that is very, very critical. And not all that go into the planning mm-hmm. or the design of the packaging of the food and how it should be transported and what have you. Okay. Okay. Now you ask the question about information. Mm-hmm. By law, mm-hmm. uh, if you take the LI-15, uh, uh, the LI-1541 right. uh, of 2000, the uh, labeling information that is required uh, for food, and that has to do with the Ghana standards. Okay. All right. It talks about the fact that every pre-packaged food should have a name prescribed by law. The name of the a food. A name prescribed by law. Okay. All right. And that name should be descriptive. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have a, um, a mixed cereal food, right, like these Tom Browns and okay. all that, right, all right. So, it should, the, the the name of the product. So, let me call it uh, Note Breakfast Cereal. Okay. Okay. If I say Note Breakfast Cereal, if it is a single cereal product, okay, that is it. But if it is a multi cereal product, then it should carry that information. Right. So when I display the product on a shelf, mm-hmm. anyone who sees it will know that this is a multi-serial product. Okay. So the name of the product should be descriptive and should inform the consumer what it is. Okay. So there should be a name prescribed by law. Right. Then secondly, you go into the list of ingredients. Mm-hmm. For single ingredient product, so not a, uh, say granite paste. Okay. That's, that's the name. Mm-hmm. So it tells me this is granite, mm-hmm. but it's not a chewable granite, but right. it's the paste form. It's paste. If I do not put a list of ingredients, mm-hmm. everybody will know that granite paste has nothing else but granite okay. in it. Right. But for some multi-ingredient product, you right. are required to you definitely list the list ingredients. The ingredients. Okay. And you list them by ingoing weight. Okay. So if it is a multi-cereal product and have 60% maize, 20% rice, mm-hmm. 30% wheat, mm-hmm. all right, 60, 30, 10. Right. So the which one counts first? Maize, Maze. 60%. This, 30%. Wheat, 10%. Okay. So the the, the, the larger the, uh, the, the... The component, component the ingredient would determine... It is listed... It is listed accordingly. accordingly. We have the ingoing weight. So if a product has a lot of sugar, then sugar should come high up or early in the list. If that is how the product is yeah. formulated. Right. So, yes. Okay. If that's the product formulated. Okay. All right. But we shouldn't also forget there are certain products, uh, for instance, we have what we call the, uh, the, the, the play uh, functional roles mm-hmm. in, the, in the preparation. Okay. For example, if I've, I have kinky, mm-hmm. packaged kinky, mm-hmm. I know I use water in the, in the preparation of the kinky. Mm-hmm. Water doesn't become an ingredient that have to list. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. But uh, so... We have the name of the product. We have the list of ingredients. Mm-hmm. The third thing that the law requires you to put on the product is the full name and address of the producer, right? the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. If it is an imported product, it could be that of the importer right. or it could be the, that of the agent. Okay. That is what the law requires. Right. There should be an address that we can trace. Okay. Now, we've gone further to mm-hmm. require... Um, local manufacturers mm-hmm. because of the GPS address systems that we have now, okay. digital address, right. that you have to indicate your location address. Okay. All right. So if you don't even put there your postal address, mm-hmm. your location address, so let me say emphatically yeah. that we want your location address. The location address is what is required on your product. Okay. So let me go back. Mm-hmm. The name of the product, mm-hmm. the list of ingredients, full name and address of the manufacturer. Okay. All right. The th- Fourth thing has to do with the 
country of origin. Right. So it is a product of Ghana. It is a produce of Ghana. It is prepared in Ghana. It is produced in Ghana. Right? The fifth thing has to do the net content will have to be declared. Okay. Either in, in SI units. Mm -hmm. So either it is uh, grams, grams or kilograms okay. or in volumes, you have milliliters or liters or what have you. Okay. The fifth thing or the sixth thing that we'll mention will be the batch code. Batch code. Batch code or batch right. number or the lot number. Okay. They'll have the production date. You have the best before date. Okay. Now, these eight listed information right. are mandatory. Mandatory. So, the name of the product prescribed by law, the list of ingredients, mm -hmm. the full name and address of the manufacturer, okay. the country of origin, the net content, the batch code. The best before date, all right, and then the manufacturing date. Okay, great. Many thanks. This will be mandatory. It for must you. be there. Yes, all right. But for other products, the additional requirements. Mm -hmm. Take alcoholic beverages, for example. Okay, you have to make a declaration of the net alcohol content. Okay, on a product. Right, and you're also required to indicate some caution statement. Mm -hmm. Not suitable for pregnant women. Okay, or not recommended for pregnant women should be sold to persons 18 years and above okay. and drink responsibly. Right. So this information will have to it's be It's also there. required. If you take infant formula, mm -hmm. okay, because of the breastfeeding promotion regulation, LI-1667, you are supposed to make a declaration on that product right. that breast milk is superior to infant formula. Okay. It's supposed to be on it. Right. If you take infant formula again, mm -hmm. you are required to show how the product will have to be prepared. Okay. Including the hygienic preparation of the containers and the feeding bottle and what have you. Okay. Okay. So there besides you have additional information. Take energy drinks, for example, that it is not suitable for a person below 18. Mm -hmm. If it is caffeinated product, you have to warn right. people that this is... Uh, a caffeinated product and right. suitable for persons who are sensitive to caffeine right. and what have you. Okay. There are some products you have to prepare them before you use them. Okay. Because consumers are considered lazy. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you are supposed to help the consumer know how to handle the product. It's required of you to show how the product should be prepared. Okay. If the storage conditions are very necessary mm. that the man, the consumer should know how to handle the product when it is open right that is why on some product you see that once opened, once opened. transfer into a sealable container okay. and keep refrigerated and use within before, three days right okay all this information are information that you the manufacturer right and that's what i'm saying that if you the, 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 the you may not have that mandate or it may not be a mandatory requirement mm. but as an industry practice because you know that the consumer needs this information to be able to use the product to satisfy the need for which you bought the product. Right. Make that information available. available. All right. Besides this, when you go to some jurisdiction, mm -hmm. for example, uh, because of claims of religious claims and all mm -hmm. that, there are certain claims that you also put on product. It may be a requirement. Okay. Take, for example, among the Jews, if you want to declare the product is kosher because they have a Jewish approach, religious approach for preparing food. Mm -hmm. The Muslims have what we call halal. Right. All right. Uh, for some foods, the manufacturer may say that this food is prepared in a facility which is HACCP or HACCP certified. Right. When you put those things on a product, mm -hmm. they become claims. Right. And a regulator will require you to justify the claims that, you make. The claims that you are making. All right. All right. So you have mandatory labeling information mm -hmm. That is required of you. Okay. Take, for example, Uncle, the Uncle, ingredients. Just, just, yeah. Let me just break in for a second. And, folks, uh, if you just joined us, we're still talking about food safety uh, with Kofi Sell of the Food and Drugs Authority. He's just listing the uh, information required on prepackaged foods. And uh, the context and the understanding is that uh, this uh, all serves and is designed to uh, enhance food safety. In the absence of this information, the food may be wrongly packaged, wrongly used, wrongly consumed, right? And that is why we're going through this whole list, not just for Christmas, but because the purchasing is almost on impulse during this period, the festive period. We want to make sure you are aware 
and have these things at your fingertips. If you have any questions, concerns, phone line is 030-221-6541. 030-221-6541. We're live on uh, Facebook and YouTube, uh, unless I'm otherwise uh, informed. Yeah, both are active. And WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. You're on Joy 99.7 FM. Oh yeah, in a few, uh, I see you. Uh, official part to you, eh? I know you, you, you be jamming, eh? But uh, thanks for joining us as usual. If you have any questions, share them with us. WhatsApp, and uh, I've I've already announced the phone lines. You can ask those questions. So, Uncle, we've got all this information. It's supposed to be there. Most of it, a huge chunk of it, is mandatory, right? You are required to buy many policies, laws, and so on and so forth. Before this food is pre-packaged, I know for local production, for example, FDA uh, examines or assesses the place of production and all those things, and they issue licenses and so on that indicates that the food product uh, is recognized and certified as what it claims to be by the FDA. I'm curious, you didn't mention that in the list of mandatories, that uh, there should be some... Uh, certification or notification or information on the status of the food product with regard to the FDA? Well, uh, what I mentioned basically has to do with the, you know, you have the Ghana standards okay. for labeling right. of prepackaged foods. Mm -hmm. So what I mentioned was the overall, basically was overall, the generic, yeah, yeah. The generic one. Okay. So, uh, once the, the food is registered, mm -hmm. especially for local foods, mm -hmm. you see the Food and Grass Authority's registration number. Okay. All right? And it is different from the facility number. Okay. So if your facility is licensed, you don't transfer the facility number to the product number. Okay. Or to the, to, to the product. It is a product that is registered. Right. That has to be supposed to have that registration number. Okay. All right? And that registration number always is, is preceded with the initials of FDA, mm -hmm. and then you have the product code. Code. Then you have the the product, uh, uh, the, the FDA, the product code, the mm -hmm. year of registration. Okay. And then the number of that particular okay. product. That's a lot of numbers. So yeah, so you have the FDA, mm -hmm. the product code, which is usually a two-digit product. Okay. Uh, a two-digit code. Uh, no, the FDA will be three letters. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you have a two-letter code for the product. Right. Every product based on classification, classification will have a two-letter code. Okay. The first letter is always the capital. Mm -hmm. The second letter is a small letter. Right. And then you have two digits of the year of manufacture. Okay. And then we'll be separated with a hyphen and you see the product number, the okay. registration number so, of that particular product. So this code or this uh, FDA, mm -hmm. you know, sequence of uh, letters and numbers and so on, must be on all locally produced yes. products? Yes. What about imported products? For imported products, uh, because of trade challenges, mm -hmm. and uh, you not see them on all these products. So mm. we compensate that with the register. Okay. Where when you go on the FDA um, platform, you can check. You can check for the registration number of that particular product. Of the product. Yes. Okay. And so um, I think every now and then we try as much as possible to update it. Mm -hmm. And so if you go there now and it is not there, it's most likely that they are working on it. Okay. And it should be it should be available to, okay. to anyone. That and at any rate, if you don't also find it there and you are in doubt, you can always call the FDA. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely somebody will respond okay. uh, to that request right. of checking for the registration status of that particular product that you're looking okay. for. Okay. If in yeah. doubt, call the FDA and uh, Uncle Kofi provided the number. For the FDA, 055 Or before people complain, 055 You can call the FDA on this number and it's complain. A it's, it's a WhatsApp. It's a WhatsApp line as well. Right. It's also a WhatsApp. And I see the same indicated uh, for the different Facebook and uh, Twitter and so on and so forth. Yep. Right? And then the uh, FDA is at fda.gov.gh. So yep. you can key in a product name and check if it's registered. Sure. Okay. 
Right, the day in Maryland. Hey, Afishapa to you. This typically would have been your period then eh, where you are in Ghana. But since COVID, Charlie, no, if, since before COVID, you haven't come, right? He listed all the required info that should be on the container. But I don't think he mentioned the expiry date, okay? I think uh, we, we... I mentioned best before date. Best before, yeah. Yeah, so every jurisdiction will have the way they will express the period of minimum durability. Um, uh gradually the food industry is moving away from the expression expiry dates to best before date and it has some technical um explanation so today um if i mentioned best before date yeah uh, or expiry date yeah or whichever date used by date mm -hmm. display by date right all right different foods will have different uh minimum period of durability that is displayed or that is shown in the product okay and there's a reason for it mm -hmm. You cannot put a best before date for salads. Okay. For salads, if you see a date marking on a salad, you usually will say display by date. Right. Means that beyond that date, and for some time, for some product, you may not even see the date, you may see the time. Mm -hmm. Because it's supposed to be consumed within the within day. Within a certain day. Within yeah. a day. Right. And so you will not see uh, a date on it. Right. You rather see a time. Right. So if you see the time, 1705, mm -hmm. it means that beyond 5 p.m., Right. You can you you can display that product for sale again. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Went through some of these last week, but thanks for uh, drawing attention again. Uh, the day in Maryland. If you have any questions, concerns, WhatsApp is zero five five eleven eleven nine nine seven. And then you you yeah. will realize that I also didn't mention nutrition fat. Yeah. The reason being that currently in Ghana, mm -hmm. nutrition fat declaration is not a mandatory requirement. Okay. But fortunately, because of non-communicable diseases. Mm -hmm. Uh, that are linked to nutrition. Mm. Uh, the Ghana Health Service and the FDA are working towards that. Okay. And so in no time, it will become a requirement right. such that when you package any food, mm -hmm. it is important that the consumer is made aware mm -hmm. how much calories the person is adding on to his okay. daily intake right. in terms of uh, carbohydrates, mm -hmm. in terms of fat, protein, mm -hmm. salts, and other minerals and what have you. The challenge that we are having is that you do not have uh, adequate facilities, uh, commercial facilities that will help the industry All right. come up or maybe analyze these products. To verify. To verify. Okay. Okay. We have very limited capacity. All Currently, right. if you take Ghana Standards Authority or say the food research, mm. they cannot do the entire, uh, what do you call it, uh, mm. scope of vitamins okay. that you may have in some of these products. Right. And so if some, you see someone take moringa powder okay and you go to read in literally uh, i mean on on google yeah mm -hmm. that moringa has all these vitamins and therefore you make a declaration of them mm -hmm. that oh you have moringa powder and therefore, therefore it, it has, has vitamin k it has this fda will ask you to justify it okay and then that but, becomes but, a but challenge but to you right. because you probably will not have the opportunity mm -hmm. to as it were uh, analyze that okay and let us also be very careful here for those who prepare food and then so they go on the internet and then they read about similar food somewhere. All right. And then they make a declaration of these nutrients and then nut So you what can't you? go and cut and paste. No, one, no, no, no. Right? No. A similar product in you the see, US. Moringa that is grown in Seshi. Mm -hmm. And a moringa that is grown in Accra. Or moringa that is grown in the north. Also known as Yevuchi. You see, may have different mm -hmm. composition of these mm. nutrients. Right. Because of the availability of the minerals in the so in the okay. soil. And so when you go to pick this information in literature, mm. scientifically, it doesn't make it right. Okay. And that is why you as a manufacturer will have to analyze the product. You know, there have been some attempts to use, uh, what do you call it, softwares. Mm -hmm. And so you put in the food ingredients and then the software will generate some nutritional information okay. to tell you that based on that. But it is not allowed in all jurisdictions. Okay, right. Okay, so if you're in America and then you're a manufacturer there and you're doing that, when sure. you come to Ghana, you tell me you did this by this software. Okay. Has it been validated? Right. How do I know that the software used and information provided okay. is adequate? No. All right. The laboratory test will give us the right information. Okay, 42 minutes past year, uh, two on Joy 99.7 FM. We're still doing food safety for the uh, Yuletide period. If you have any questions, concerns, WhatsApp is 055-111-997. And the phone line is active 030-221-6541. I'm with Kofi Esel of the FDA. Linda Inosu, Afishapa to you and your husband and the family listening and learning as usual. Merry Christmas. Many thanks. And uh, season's greetings to you as well. So let's have your questions. Uncle Fee, so 
this is information that should be on the package. Sure. Is there anything that we can quickly spot on a package? Be let's use a couple of examples. Let's say it's uh, carton juice. Let's say it is uh, canned uh, product. Are there any telltale signs that could, you know, indicate or suggest that the safety of the product is compromised? Well, there there are some obvious uh, uh, features: uh, bloating. Of the cans. Let me you, just uh, remind listeners that uh, the the uh, the FDA contacts, the numbers, and everything are on our Facebook and YouTube as well. They are online, so you can uh, uh, get those numbers there. I have a caller on the line, Uncle Kofi. Hold on. Let me just take that. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon, Oti. Yes. Is this Oti? Yeah. Oti watching from Tema. Right. Oti Afishapa. Share no, with see, us. I have not come back today. Mm-hmm. But I'm not online. So please finish. You just mention it to me. So mention the game. The number to get. I'll write the game. Okay. Numbers you call. Oh, you want the numbers again? Zero, um, zero five five. Uh, mm-hmm. let, me, I have a question yet. Let me finish the okay, question. Okay, ask the question then. Okay. Yeah, I said I want to ask Mr. Mr. The man is there. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, I want to ask them. How can they have the QR code on any food item? So, if you have a QR code, the the update, if you signal it, you put the the, the, the label or something. You see that this food was by this day. This day it's supposed to have this time sparring. So the food must be half of the okay. The place it is but sometimes it's like two months, I think it would be. And sometimes one day. Okay. One day or one so what we should have something to show that if we buy any food we can just mark it and know that this date is on. This okay. day. So we can say that oh this one is like months to spoil it's a two months, so you know, go and take it and take it to the house and give it a problem. Are they plan to do something like that? Okay, right. Are you migrating to using QR codes to scan the the veracity of the information, the status, its status with the FDA and all that? He's suggesting that if you had this, then uh, a consumer could just use the scan code and then act accordingly. These things uh, are evolving, and it's, they evolve with technology. Right. All right. So availability of uh, uh, people in the community having... Uh, Android phones or any of these smartphones mm-hmm. that can read QR codes and all that. But if people are still using YAMs and what have you, you will be probably want to stick to the conventional ways okay. of uh, providing information to uh, consumers. But it's a laudable idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some areas where uh, Android phones or smartphones have become the order of the day, mm-hmm. and uh, you never see anyone using YAMs and what have you, as mm-hmm. we call them. Uh, I mean, issues about these date markets. Yeah, you can easily put them on the Q, uh, I mean, to the code them into the QR code. Mm-hmm. But let me quickly add this. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, we are working together with some partners and we have something we call a proper seal. Okay. And another proper seal uh, system is a structure that allows you to key in any uh, consignment of products that you have brought in. Okay. All right. And so, for example, you brought in a certain quantity of products this year, this December. Mm-hmm. You key into that system the batch codes of the consumer that you brought in, mm-hmm. the date markings and all that. Okay. I can sit in the office and tell that this particular uh, batch numbers mm-hmm. were brought in in December. Right. And they will all expire in J- July 2024. Okay. If somebody attempts to change the batch, uh, what do you call it, the... Uh, the expiry date right. on that product, mm-hmm. and it comes to our attention, we can go into the system and then tell that this particular batch number, it should have expired in July. Right. And that has been tampered with. It's been tampered with. This we've started oh, on a pilot. Mm-hmm. And currently, for all medicinal products, okay. are registered onto this proper seal mm-hmm. system. Okay. Now we've taken on canned foods. Right. So all canned foods are also going into it. Okay. And so let me also serve uh, the judicial notice to all those who are advised or caution mm-hmm. to all those who attempt to change date markings right. on products. It will get to a time they will not be able to do that again. Okay. Because if you do it, and then we are looking at uh, these other technologies that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the proper seal is a technology that has been made available to the FDA. Okay. And we, are de- we, 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 are, we have deployed. You're deploying uh, it gradually, gradually, progressively. And so uh, things of uh, that nature. Currently, I think everybody will see uh, how uh, 
you know, they use the, the time pass where people will call you and tell you he's calling from MTN and that you have won this and all that. Right. The fraud, frauds yeah. on the mobile phones and all the mobile phones. You realize that over time, it's becoming very unpopular mm. because people have gotten to know the tricks and then right. it will get a time all these things will be things of the past. Okay. But for the purposes of this Christmas and then for the purposes of, uh, I mean, public education, we will still want people to understand mm -hmm. that there are some key things that you can look out for mm -hmm. when you're buying any canned foods or prepackaged food. Okay. For canned foods, I've mentioned the fact that it can be bloated. bloated. So look out for signs of bloating. Right. And when a product is bloated, you can usually pick it from the ends. Mm -hmm. You see the ends will pop up. Okay. And then you look out for signs of leakages. Right. All right. So if you see the product leaking or you've seen dents, mm -hmm. okay, the things that we normally don't take care of are the dented cans. Right. Now, when cans are dented, what happens is that there is a, a, a lacquer or a lacquer right. that sort of separates the product or serves as a barrier right. between the content of the cans and the metal so that is used for uh, inside in, the can. Inside the cans, you have the lacquer. There's a film of lacquer yes. that protects it yeah, from so direct contact with metal. So that because the food acids in the food will react with the metals, okay. produce hydrogen, and it poison the food and all that. That is why you have to have that lacquer. Okay. When the product becomes dented mm -hmm. the lacquering wears out okay and then the content now begins to react with the cans with the can itself and then the production of hydrogen the product mm. makes it poisonous and therefore when you are selecting any canned food mm. you are advised to desist from picking dented cans right. most importantly when the dents occur at the seams mm. and so if it is uh, a three can product mm -hmm. where you have two ends that are seamed together and you have the body seam right all right and then the dent occurs at any of these seams right they become very dangerous okay all right so people should be very careful look out for that. of uh, picking dented all cans. right okay 50 minutes past and rusty and rusty, and rusty cans. cans yes okay uh did they ask bpa uh, that's uh is it bisphenol yeah a free and all these uh notification that uh, say that a product is free of certain chemicals uh, especially plastic uh, containers and so on and so forth. Um, are they true? Are they verified? Or is it just a gimmick or a hype? Well, just we mentioned that anytime you put any information on the product, mm. a regulator will have to ask for justification. Okay. And so if you make a claim that a particular bottle is bifinol A free, mm. and then you don't just put it there, we'll have to... Um, come after you and ask you to justify it. Right. You recall quite recently, uh, some people were taking off for greenwashing. Mm. And when we say greenwashing, they make a claim that this product is uh, recycled mm -hmm. and then all that just to make a claim that they're environmentally conscious and okay. all that. And so you're greenwashing consumers just to win uh, their favors. Right. Uh, what we've observed is the organic washing. Mm -hmm. Okay, people are making claims, all kinds of claims that this is organic, this is organic. This is organic. Mm -hmm. You know, what makes it organic? There is a certain uh, requirement that you have to meet before you can claim and say that it is organic. Right. And so don't just say that because this is a local fowl. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you are cooking, organic. No, it doesn't make it organic. Right. If you are cooking, running around, picking food on the floor, Picking plastics, eating yeah. on the baller, and right. what have you? What makes that doesn't make it and organic? Organic, organic. And you're not organic. <laughs> right, but but I'm glad you bring this. So, how do you protect, guarantee, secure, ensure food safety in these kind of gray areas? Okay, somebody says organic, all right, and I may even see the FDA stamp or number on it. Does it? Presuppose that that has been verified, that claim has been verified. Once a product has a claim mm -hmm. and the, the product is brought to the FDA mm -hmm. and we have given a nod for the product to be marketed, okay. it means that whatever claim is on the product has been verified. If, for instance, you decide to go and change the packaging after the registration is done, mm -hmm. all right, FDA has every right to redraw that product and then slap serious administrative charges on you because right. you have deceived us. Okay. We did not verify the product for organic right. certification or organic claims. After the registration was done, 
then you decide to go and and so one of the requirements for registering product with us mm -hmm. or for staking for market authorization is for you to give us a label of the packaging mm -hmm. that you're going to put out there okay and it is in our database right and so our officers who go for market surveillance have a data glass where they can key, they see the product on, in trade, mm. they key in the name of the product into the data glass, and it pulls out for us to see that this is the product that was registered. Okay. Even when someone is imitating your product, mm. all right, and there are certain features, I'll give you a typical example. Um, uh, 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 this uh, uh, baked beans product, very popular one. Right. Heinz. Heinz, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Heinz baked beans, uh, if I, my memory serves me right, is packaged in um, an aluminium, you know, white, let me put it that way, mm -hmm. white cans. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, we go into the train, we see Haynes Big Beans packaged in the gold can. Right. So immediately, you raise suspicion that mm -hmm. there's something wrong here. And lo and behold, someone who has brought it Big Beans and was not selling. Right. Wants to benefit waited from the until, brand. Uh, yes, there, yeah. was a, there was some scarcity of Haynes Big Beans. Mm -hmm. Goes to uh, this popular area, Accra Newtown, printing right. house hub. Yeah. Okay, to go and print labels of uh, hand baked beans. Mm -hmm. And then was changing the labels of his baked beans. Okay, so this can and be picked up and detected. It can be picked right. up and detected. We have a few minutes left and we have to also switch over for live coverage of our uh, nine lessons and carols. Uh, please, is it true that the best before date does not mean that the product has expired, but rather it means that the product tastes best before that date last week we covered this and we said that let, let, let me repeat yeah. myself yeah. Mm -hmm. these declarations are minimum period of durability mm -hmm. what it means in essence is that the manufacturer says whether he stated as expiry best before what have you that beyond this date i cannot guarantee the safety and the quality of the product mm -hmm. so whether it was declared as expiry date i don't want to go into the technicalities yeah. But for you as a consumer, take it that whatever date that is declared in the product, mm -hmm. I will advise you, beyond that date, mm -hmm. don't use the product. Okay. Okay? Technically, what we are saying is that the manufacturer says, look here, I cannot guarantee the safety, the quality. So if I cannot even guarantee the safety, mm -hmm. or the safety is even okay, right. but quality, I cannot guarantee. Mm -hmm. What it means is that when you use the product, you may not get the same right. thing. Okay. I, there, there was something I was experimenting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Soap mm -hmm. has expiry date on it. Okay. And somebody was asking, my wife was asking, uh, why should there be expiry date on soap? Mm -hmm. And you realize that when the soap expires, its foaming capacity goes down. Mm -hmm. I get my point. Yeah. You mm -hmm. might think that, ah, can soap expire? Right. Yes. Beyond the date that is declared, the foaming capacity being goes down. Okay. That is a quality issue. Right. And once it cannot foam properly, its ability to bring about cleansing is compromised. Right. All right. But this is soap. But with food, beyond this date, if it's an issue about the package, because he, over time, the environment acts on the packaging right. and all that, the porosity may go down. All these things are taken into account before we give... A, a date or we state a date of minimum durability mm -hmm. okay right. that okay. beyond this date nobody can guarantee the safety and the right. quality of the product okay so don't use the product mm -hmm. if it's in your custody mm -hmm. at home mm -hmm. and you want to play with your life and you want to use oh, it beyond yeah, the date it is your own wahala. right but if you even give it somebody as a gift during this christmas right the oil is supposed to expire in November, mm -hmm. and you gave it as a gift this December mm -hmm. to somebody who is a neighbor right. for free, mm -hmm. and that person eats the product, and something happens to the person. Right. Be mindful and know that there is a provision in the Public Health Act, Part 7, mm -hmm. that the FDA will hold you responsible mm -hmm. for giving out something as a gift that was not safe for consumption. Okay. And it includes parties. So those who be organizing parties, right. be careful of the food that you serve. Mm. If it is rice and if it is uh, salads and all that, they should be on ice. People should not be invited to your house to come and eat banquet and tilapia and fall ill. If anybody goes to the hospital after that and it is it shows that the banquet and tilapia was eaten in your premises and they fell ill, don't say that oh as defense so I didn't charge them. It was given. It was a party. Right. I gave it to them for free. Okay. No, the law will take. All right, we're almost running out of time. Uh, quick one, uh, just a quick direct response to this. Uh, Uncle Kofi, are you able to do food or product recalls in Ghana? We do that. You do? 
We do that a lot. Okay. Is it effective? When you yes. say batch number, this, 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 does it really happen? We hear the announcement. Because we are giving, you see, we go into your operations and we get to see the quantities of that particular batch that has been affected. Mm. And we ask you to do a recall. Okay. And we look at your recall potential. Right. What quantities have been recalled and mm. all that. And then after that, we ensure that the product is disposed of appropriately. And mm. so recalls are done and it is done all the time. Okay. All right. So we have that capacity. Yes. Okay. All right. So your complaints and your f feedback is very, very important to the FDA. What is the FDA doing about hot food to ingest like bangkun that is wrapped in polythene and plastic bags and sometimes exposed to the sun for sale? Does one realize the chemical reaction of hot food uh, and the polythene? And uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk about this uh, uh, and the illness or sicknesses that may come from it. While countries have banned this, I've noticed that th this is the craze in Ghana. Styrofoam as a food container is almost phased out in many countries. Didi is asking, quick answer on this. Hot foods, plastics. The first question is that these plastics were not designed. We have a minute, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were not designed for Joy. such foods. Mm -hmm. Okay, nobody has done any, uh, what do you call it, stability studies okay. on them. Right. My advice that I've always given to people is that, you see, we introduce certain things without any scientific uh, background to mm. them. Okay, but I'm also very careful to just jump to a conclusion and say that it is dangerous, it is because I also have that information as much as possible. And where you have a scientific community uh, challenge or the scientific community is not, you know, unanimously mm -hmm. addressing the issue as it is, uh, regulators find it very difficult to take mm. a certain position unless. There is a compelling, uh, what do you call it, a legal position right. that is compelling us. Take for styrofoam, for example, mm -hmm. what we call the, 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 the takeaway packs and all that. Mm. These ones are not designed for microwave. Okay. Please. So those who go and buy these foods or they go 